you know, kind of had their rain jacket and their their coffee and or maybe they had something stronger than coffee. I don't know. Uh, but they had their the umbrella and just looked miserable. Yet when you're running by, they're smiling at you. Uh, thanks for being here. They're like, oh, you're welcome. You know, having a great time. Just, they weren't having a great time, but they were there. Episode 637 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, my take on the Prairie Fire Marathon. Hey guys, uh, before we dive into the Prairie Fire Marathon, which uh, I just ran last week in Wichita, Kansas, I want to take a quick second and thank uh, Kansas Hoya for a little iTunes rating and review, um, which isn't always the easiest thing to do, but certainly appreciate taking the the effort. Uh, it says, wealth of info and entertaining. One of my favorite running podcasts, Diz Runs Radio, offers excellent and frequent new information with a great sense of humor. You can tell Denny loves his work, and I appreciate how he keeps it real. Great variety of episodes from interviews to quick tips to the occasional race reviews. Well, thank you, Kansas Hoya. And uh, I don't know if we got a chance to bump into each other or not in, in Wichita, uh, but uh, next time I'm in Kansas, hopefully I'll be in your neck of the woods and hopefully we can uh, maybe share a few miles, whether it's at a race or just uh, shake out run or whatever the case might be. But uh, thank you for the review. And uh, if you haven't left a review for the show yet, uh, and you would be so inclined, you know, if, if you've only just found the show, give it give it a while. Let, let it set for a minute. Keep keep listening. Uh, but once you get a good feel for for the show, if you like it or what what your status is, uh, I assume if you're going to keep listening to it, you probably enjoy the show. Uh, if you would be willing to head over to iTunes and leave a review, it certainly uh, is appreciated. Not the easiest thing to do. Not the most intuitive thing. Most of the most of Apple stuff I tend to think is pretty intuitive. But leaving a review for a podcast on your phone on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever they call it these days is uh, less than intuitive. But uh, appreciate everybody who's left a review in the past. And uh, it certainly, like I said, it, it, it helps. It helps make the show a little bit more visible, a little more popular in the, in the algorithms, which uh, certainly helps me to continue to grow. And uh, the more I can grow, the more things I can, I can offer and do and, and try to provide for you guys as well. So thank you, one and all, who have left reviews in the past. So today, talking about the Prairie Fire Marathon, which... Uh, Happened in uh, 2018 on October the 14th. Uh, I believe it's usually around that weekend, the, the second weekend in October, I think. If, if memory serves from when I talked to Lacey Hansen a while back about the show and got, got her take on it. She's part of the Prairie Fire Marathon team. Um, and after that conversation, uh, you know, a few things were into the works uh, behind the scenes. And uh, I was invited to come out and run the race and kind of experience it. Get to, get to see it firsthand and, uh, you know... Just take it all in, see it un- unadulterated, you know, no, no rose colored lenses, uh, just what, what was my take on the race? How did it, how did it go? How was it? Uh, first and foremost, the, the first thing I do, I just want to get out of the way as it relates to this race, the weather that day, if, if you follow along on, on social media and kind of saw how things were going, um, it was not the greatest day as far as weather goes. The, the start wasn't bad at all. It was about, uh, 50 degrees, uh, you know, pretty calm. Could for for a guy in Florida who trains all summer in Florida, you can't get much better than that at the start of a race. But by the time we got to about mile three, it was raining pretty hard. Uh, the rain eventually, you know, lightened up. It rained for probably ten or fifteen minutes, really pretty hard. Um, certainly enough that uh, everybody was soaked. There was there was no uh, just a little bit wet. Like everybody was soaked through and through. Uh, and then it kind of steadied, drizzled, misted, picked up a little bit, misted, rained. 
the whole rest of the the day, basically. Temperatures dropped. By the time I finished, it was about 40 degrees, uh, and the wind picked up. So it got, it, you know, it was cold and wet and windy, uh, which wasn't ideal, of course. But uh, obviously, I'm not going to hold that against the race. It's not their fault. Uh, and, and looking at the weather before we got there or before I got there and while I was there before the race and, and after I left, it was going to be beautiful. So this time of year, not a bad time to run a race in Wichita. But just like anywhere, uh, at least most places, uh, things can, can change uh, on a day-to-day basis. And that's that's what we ran into for the Prairie Fire Marathon this year. So I just wanted to, to point, point that out. Um, because it's going to tie into a couple of other things I want to talk about as we go, but certainly I'm not holding that against them. There's no, uh, no negative thoughts, negative, uh, impressions of the Prairie Fire Marathon for me to them based on the weather. The weather is what it is, what it was. Um, it could have been worse, could have been a lot better, but it could have been worse. So we'll, we'll take it and go with it. So first and foremost on the list for today of things to talk about as it relates to, well, a couple, a little bit more overview. Uh, there were about 2,700 people that ran the race. There was a, a marathon, half marathon, and um, 5K, I believe. I think there may have also... Yeah, that was it. That was it. Um, marathon, half marathon, and 5K, about 5,000... Or not 5,000 people, 5,000 meters for the 5K, but about 2,700 people that ran the race in total. Um, uh, let's see, what else? There's also... Uh, a, a, it was a back-to-back race challenge as far as the Prairie Fire Marathon does a spring half marathon. Uh, and if you complete both the spring and the fall race in the same calendar year, it counts as a uh, half as a back to back. You could do the half in the in the fall uh, or the full, and then of course the, the half in the spring. Um, so that's an option if you're in that area, haven't checked it out yet, and kind of looking for a little kind of challenge race, a little spring something something, a little fall something something. That is an option as well. So that, that's kind of just the, the basic little overview stuff of the race. Uh, when it comes to travel, travel logistics, you know, if you live in Wichita, obviously not too big of a, of a, of a worry. If you're coming from somewhere outside of the area, uh, how do you get there? What, what's that like? I fl- actually flew into Wichita. I was thinking I was going to be flying into Kansas City and driving down, making that two and a half, three hour drive. But as it turns out, flew right into Wichita, which was super convenient. If you're flying in from Outside, if you're thinking about maybe you know knocking off a uh, a state on the on the area of getting your your 50 state challenge, um, or you're looking for uh, just uh, you know for whatever reason coming to, to Kansas, running something fairly flat, which we'll get into that in a minute. Um, you know the, the the Prairie Fire Half Marathon. If that's if that's on your list, uh, definitely you can, you can just fly into Wichita. And as far as prices go, it really wasn't any more expensive than flying anywhere else. So that that wasn't an issue. It was actually quite convenient, quite nice. Um, you know, just a, a 10 minute drive from the airport to, to downtown where the hotels and, and the race are located and, and or where, you know, wherever into greater Wichita that you're staying, not a big deal. So, so flying into Wichita, two thumbs up, very, very easy. And of course, flying out of a smaller regional airport, it's not tiny, but smaller is super easy. You know, I think I had maybe 15 people in line in front of me as far as security was concerned. Um, so, you know, it didn't take long to get through security, um, as opposed to, you know, bigger airports where you have a, a, a line that can be much longer, smooth sailing, uh, all, you know, nothing but good things to say about flying into and out of Wichita. If you're driving, Wichita is located right along, uh, I-35. So pretty major interstate running kind of North and South ish through the, through the center of our country. Um, so, you know, wh- whichever direction you're driving from, 
you can get there. You know, you, you don't have to get off the interstate and take uh, take the gray line, the gray roads for several hours. I mean, it's it's right off the exit, basically. Then you're in, into town and getting to wherever it is you're staying. So as far as traveling logistics go, probably can't get a whole lot easier than uh, the Prairie Fire Marathon. So, uh, you know, definitely, definitely, a, a you know, two two thumbs, two two checks, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, a high star rating when it comes to the logistics of getting to and getting out of uh, Wichita. Very, very easy peasy to do. Uh, as far as the course, like I said, fairly flat. Uh, I think when, when Lacey was on the show, she was talking about it's, it's uh, you know, you can't get much flatter, and, and that's, that's probably spot on. Um, it wasn't, there were a couple of little inclines, which I actually appreciated. Um, I, I, I don't know that I would call really any of them hills, but there are just a couple of times when you're going up for, you know, maybe a, a 50 foot climb. Uh, and then, you know, you kind of staying up at, at about that, that quote unquote elevation, uh, with a couple of little ups and downs, uh, you know, a little bend in the road, a little, this little, that, uh, nothing big. Nothing, nothing too much to worry about. Uh, when all was said and done, I think the elevation change on my watch was 230 feet. So, you know, like I said, there's a, there's a couple of little ups, couple of little downs, um, just enough to just mix up your stride just a little bit, just enough that for me, it was very appreciated. Um, wasn't big enough to, to throw off your pace, uh, to, but it just changed your gait just a little bit, activated the glutes a little bit, uh, you know, just, just was, was good was definitely good. So, um, pretty much flat, pretty much, you know, had the opportunity to go fast. Um, you know, can't, can't complain too much about that. So if if you're somewhere that you're training in the, in the hills and the mountains and you can never run anywhere flat and you want to just be able to open it up and go prairie fire, not a bad choice at all. Um, the only other kind of, or the, the other big course thing or a couple of, of big course things, but the one that I kind of have my, my one probably negative about the race, and it's not a huge negative by any stretch, but the one thing that, uh, definitely, you know, want to, to point out as far as something to, to be aware of is that this is a really hard course, at least the marathon. I think the half marathon probably qualifies as well, but the marathon course at Prairie Fire Marathon is really difficult to run just 26.2. There's so many bends and turns and corners and, you know, I mean, they're, they're trying to keep the race in town, which they do. You never go. It's never one of those things where you feel like you're out on some lonely stretch of road and have to turn around and come back. Um, it's all through various neighborhoods and parts of town and by the museums and, um, we go by the Arkansas river several times. Uh, so it's, it's not, uh, you know, from a scenic perspective, it's not bad. Uh, you know, some of the neighborhoods are pretty quiet, but you know, I guess that's what you get on Sunday morning, especially when it's cold and rainy, uh, not a whole, not as much crowd support as maybe there would have been had the weather been uh, a bit more pleasant, but the course isn't bad. The course isn't bad at all. It's just a lot of turns, a lot of turns. I was talking to, uh, to, to some friends, uh, before the race that had run it before Carly and, and Lisa from, uh, uh, Wahoo from, uh, the Wahoo running, uh, group, uh, Carly had been on the show in the, a while back. We might get Lisa on here pretty soon as well. Um, but they lived down in, in Oklahoma, made the trip up and, uh, they had run the race before talking to them and said, yeah, I don't know what the, how it's going to be about running the tangents for this one. And they're like, oh yeah, this one's going to be, uh, you know, they were running the half marathon. It's going to be a 13.2, 13.3 kind of race. Uh, and, and my watch seemed to, uh, support that I ended up, uh, somewhere just a little bit North of 26.6. And, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't, I guess I wasn't super 
diligent about trying to be perfect on every possible tangent, but boy, I was, I was certainly trying not to take any, any turns too wide, you know? So, um, so yeah, just something to keep in mind. If you're looking to BQ and, and you're kind of right on that cusp where seconds matter, uh, this race is flat, which might be, which might be good for you, which might benefit you, which might help you get there, but plan on running probably at least 26 and a half. Uh, even if you're out in front, it's going to be, it's going to be tough to hit every tangent. Um, and another thing that makes it a little bit tougher with the tangents being, being absolutely perfect is not all of the roads were closed for this race. Uh, most of the roads were still open, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe cut down as far as lanes of traffic. Um, pretty much every road that we crossed, every road that we turned onto or turned off of had volunteers that were right there to, to a, to alert runners on which way to go. Uh, B to make sure that, uh, that the cars were aware that there were runners on the road and that they needed to, to, you know, they stopped traffic if necessary. The major roads all had police officers present. So I, I didn't feel ever, you know, in danger because of traffic. I didn't feel like that, like the cars were an issue for me running, running my race. Um, but that also makes it a little bit tougher to run some of the tangents because you kind of have to stay on one side of the street, um, which I guess I assume that the course is certified that way, but you never know. Uh, so, so who knows? Uh, but like I said, if you're, if you're looking for a race, that's that's fairly easy to run 26.2 or 13.1 right on the nose. Uh, this is not that type of race. There's going to be a lot of twists, a lot of turns. Uh, so you're going to end up with a little bit more, um, distance than, uh, than what you bargained for. So I guess it's a cheap way to run an ultra, right? 26.6. There we go. Ultra. Um, but, uh, but yeah, other than that, nothing to complain about with the course. It's, 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 it doesn't repeat anything really. There's a couple, there's a couple little kind of out and backs. So, uh, there are, you know, a couple spots where you kind of are, are running the same thing, but no loops. You're not, you're not running the same, same thing a couple, three times or anything like that. Overall, you know, one and a half thumbs up and, and the, the one that thumb that's, that's ha- only half up. I don't know what else they could do other than either, you know, do some rep- repetitive loops or run a, you know, out and back down a desolate road, which I don't think would be as much fun. So, you know, not, not a whole lot. I think that they can change there. Just something that uh, you should be aware of, especially again, if you're trying to, to hit a, a perfect time on this one, uh, you gotta, you gotta be able to go a little bit farther in the same time window to get that official time when you cross the finish line. Cause you are definitely going to be at 26, four, 26, five, 26, six, something like that, uh, on, in the Prairie Fire Marathon. As far as pre and post race information, um, pretty, pretty standard. I think, uh, you know, the expo was the, was the day before. Uh, it, uh, there was a lot, uh, it was a, a wide window. I think it was nine o'clock to five o'clock, you know, uh, as far as on Saturday, nine to five, uh, time to pick up your, your, your bib, uh, vendors, the whole nine yards. I was there talking to some folks and, and trying to get some people to listen to the show. Hopefully a couple of new folks listening right now. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was good. It was close by to the start. So, you know, if you're coming in, in from town, you had a chance to, to check out. All right, well, here's here's where the expo is. Just you know, a block away is where the start is. You kind of get a feel for the logistics, how to get there, um, all all that good information. If you're staying at the host hotel, it was right there as far as both both the expo and the the start line. I mean, the start was a hundred yards from the, the the door of the hotel, so it was right there. Um, so that that was all very very convenient. 
Um, you know, and I was at the, I was at the host hotel. So just a, a short little walk to the expo, no big deal. Um, I mean, literally a few minutes and, and all set up. There are about 20, 25 booths, I think something like that. Uh, and people kind of coming and going all day. It never felt like it was super crowded. A couple of times it felt like it was fairly quiet, but, uh, you know, lots of, lots of things going on, getting, you know, some, some stretching, a, a couple of running shops were there. So you could get your last minute supplies, uh, various samples, charity groups that there's, you know, fairly typical, as far as the stuff you're going to see at an expo, um, all, you know, just all kinds of stuff there. Uh, not, not huge, not like a big city race, obviously, but, uh, 2025 booths, something like that. And, and a lot of, you know, plenty of stuff going on. Um, they also had sign up at the, at the expo available. So if you're the kind of person that wants to wait until the last minute, maybe check the weather, uh, see if something else shakes through. Maybe, maybe this is a backup race. So you, you, you run the other race. And if, if it doesn't go as well as you want, you know, maybe this is your kind of fallback. And so you don't register for it until the last minute. Um, so that is available as well. So, you know, you, and that's only at the expo. Once it gets to a couple of days before the race, you can only sign up at the expo, but that option was also there. Um, also pre, you know, pre-race the day before was the pasta dinner that was at the hotel, uh, again, which is all kind of connected all kind of in the same general building convention center area. Um, and the pasta dinner was a little bit different. Uh, you know, the dinner part was pretty much the same pasta, breadsticks, salad, um, you know, two out of the three things that I don't really eat. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it looked good. It looked, looked like it was good. Everybody, uh, lots of people went back for a second. So it must've been, must've been fairly, fairly tasty. Um, but instead of having a proper speaker, which I know some of you thought I was, I was speaking at the race and, and there was even some, some releases saying that, that kind of, that I was speaking, but ultimately what, what they do at the Prairie Fire Marathon, that's, that's a bit different than any other race I know of. And, and I actually really enjoyed it. Really thought it was pretty cool. Um, and I would encourage if you run this race in the future, even if you don't partake in the positive dinner to, to just go and, and watch the quote unquote and be part of the, the presentation, uh, because what, what happens is so, so Bob Hansen, the race director gets up and, and speaks for a little bit, just kind of makes a few announcements, things we need to you know obviously be aware of whatnot. Um, and then invites everybody and, and kind of more than just invites kind of, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudges, kind of asks everybody that's in the room to come up and share just a little bit about why they're there. What, what brought them to Wichita? Have they run the race a, a dozen times? Is this their first time? Is this their first marathon, first half? Uh, one, one person that was there was his first 5K. Um, you know, just, just kind of what, what is your story? And some people shared really, really quick, not, not a whole lot. Uh, some people, you know, took the mic for a few minutes and, and shared a little story or a little bit of, uh, you know, a bit more about them or whatever. Uh, of course, I, I, took more, I took my couple of minutes uh, for sure. Uh, and got, got in, uh, a, a, you know, a few plugs for, about what I'm doing and, and why I'm there. Um, but it was, it was really a neat thing to, to just kind of see some different folks and, and, you know, just kind of realize that, you know, what, what I think we already know that runners come in all shapes and sizes and abilities. And, and, you know, some people that, uh, look like they've probably been running for, for years. This was like their second race. And some people, you know, that, uh, you know, this is their hundredth race, hundred and fiftieth race. Uh, there was one gentleman there that I think was, was, uh, in his early seventies, he was, at, you know, going for the 50 States. He started running. He was 67. He was most of the way there. Um, it was just, it was just really neat really neat to, to just kind of hear all those stories, uh, and see some different folks and, uh, and, and just connect, uh, with, with what different people are doing, learn a few things. Um, so that was, that was really a unique thing about the race, uh, about the, the pasta dinner. And like I said, something that, you know, if you're not going to eat, I don't know that you'd need to purchase a ticket. I didn't have a ticket, but I just kind of walked in, sat down, didn't eat, didn't touch any of the food. 
um, but enjoyed the conversation uh, and enjoyed the, that little uh, presentation, if you will, of all of the different runners. So something definitely unique to check out if you run the Prairie Fire uh, marathon, half marathon in the future. As far as race day, uh, typical morning morning of race stuff, uh, plenty of porta potties, uh, places, you know, bag check, uh, places to, to, um, you know, get you know, a little bit of, of last minute Vaseline skin lube, things like that. Um, I didn't go out there for much of it, not because the weather was bad, but you know, that was part of the, the equation was if the weather's kind of sucks, I'm not going to go out early. I'm going to go out right about before the race starts. Uh, but the weather wasn't too bad. So I, I, you know, went out a few minutes early, but because I was at the hotel, there was no real need no real worry about getting there too early. I uh, just strolled on out, um, got in the corral within a couple of minutes, the uh, national anthem went off and, uh, and off we went. Um, as far as post race, I can't report on much, not because there wasn't things going on. There certainly was, but uh, I think the post race festivities for the 2018 version of the Prairie Fire Marathon probably were not as well attended uh, because of the weather, because of the weather, because it was by that point, like I said, it was about 40 degrees. It was misty rain. The wind was whipping. There were, you know, banners that were knocked down and, and things all over the place. It was, it was a hot mess due to the wind and, and the rain. Um, and so by the time I finished, um, I felt real good, but I, I mean, I was soaked. All of my clothes were wet. Uh, and I knew if I was going to stand around for a little bit, this was going to get a little bit dicey. So I was going to head into the hotel fairly quickly. So after the race, got my medal, picked up my shirt, which was something that was also different. I haven't seen that before. It's, a, it's actually a proper finisher's shirt. You get the shirt when you finish, not at the expo. Um, but I grabbed my shirt, grabbed my medal, um, walked past the table that had like the bagels and the Gatorade and things like that on it. Didn't, didn't really care for any of that stuff. There was supposedly proper food there, some, some good food there from what I, what I had heard going in. Um, and I could see some different tents that had the sides up that probably had that food in it. But, um, I'm sorry. I didn't sacrifice my, you know, I didn't, I didn't run the risk of hypothermia to go check out the, uh, the post race, uh, buffet and, and all of whatever was going on in those tents. Um, I headed back inside and by, even by the time I got up to my room, I was, I was shaking just, you know, just from having all kinds of wet clothes on and all of a sudden you're not moving anymore. You're not generating that body heat. And, uh, it, it was, it was the right call. It was the right call to get inside and get warmed up, getting that, that hot shower. Um, so again, supposedly fairly, fairly good post-race spread post-race activities, you know, uh, all, all of the things that fairly, fairly well expected at most races, but I didn't go and check them out. Uh, I just grabbed my shirt and went right inside to try to, to warm up as quick as possible. As for the metal, talked about the metal. Um, you know, it, it's a pretty, I would say, I don't want to say standard. It's, it's unique. Obviously it's, it's, it's the, the Prairie Fire logo, the, the, the Jackrabbit, uh, the fire flames behind it. I mean, if you've seen the logo on social media or on their website, it, it looks like that nice metal, not super big, not super small, kind of a, a middle of the road size. Uh, you know, good, solid. I think what you would, what you would think of as, as a metal, it's not little rock, uh, as far as just big and gaudy and the size of a dinner plate. Uh, you don't look like Flavor Flav walking around with a clock hanging around your neck when you're wearing the medal, um, but it's definitely it definitely shows. It's not something that that people would would miss. You know, if if I wore it to the airport afterwards and and everybody saw it, you know, it was it was obvious. So just a, a nice piece of hardware uh, that that you earned. You know, definitely earned uh, for running a marathon or a half marathon or a five k. So a good a good piece of bling. Um, you know, just a couple of of last last things before we wrap this one up today. Uh, 
you know, I, I, I have never once, at least I hope not ever really talked bad about any volunteers at any races. Um, all volunteers are great. As I've said before, if we don't have volunteers, we don't have races, but, uh, the volunteers at this race, the volunteers at this year's race were amazing. Uh, there's something around the neighborhood of a thousand volunteers, because like I said, weaving through a bunch of city streets and every street, every corner had at least one, sometimes two, sometimes three volunteers at it. Um, plus all the water stations, plus all the, you know, the, the, the expo, the finish line, the start line, like there were volunteers everywhere. And when it came to race day, cold, windy, rainy, and those folks were out there. Um, I don't, I, I don't think that more than just a handful of people, you know, skated on the, the commitment they had made to volunteer. And, uh, I mean, you know, talk about a race to thank the volunteers, the, the people that were sitting on the street corners, just getting whipped by the wind and the rain, you know, kind of had their rain jacket and their, their coffee and, or maybe they had something stronger than coffee. I don't know. Uh, but they had their the umbrella and just looked miserable yet when you're running by, they're smiling at you. Uh, thanks for being here. They're like, Oh, you're welcome. You know, having a great time, which they weren't having a great time, but they were there. They were there. So, um, you know, the coordination of the volunteers, like I said, a thousand volunteers showing up on one day. That's, that's pretty epic. That's pretty epic. And, uh, you know, nothing, nothing but the best things to say about the volunteers at this, at this race, especially this year. But I have a feeling that, uh, you know, you're bringing in a thousand volunteers every year. Uh, th- there's some good, there's some good folks that are, are given of their time to help us run, run a race. So that's, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's huge. That's huge. Every race has the volunteers, but I don't know of, of a lot of races that have a thousand plus volunteers on race day. Uh, the prayer fire marathon did, and they had them organized. They had them, they had them know what was going on. Uh, well, can't, can't say enough good things about, uh, these volunteers. Um, and then last but not least, like I, I mentioned, I stayed at the host hotel, definitely worth it for this race. Um, definitely, uh, you know, just being right there, right next to the expo, right next to the start line, finish line. They were, they were easy about getting a, a late checkout on Sunday after the race. I uh, just asked and boom, you know, gave me an extra, extra hour, which was more than enough time that I needed. Uh, had I needed more time, I don't know, maybe it would have been a little bit dicier, but you know, as far as, as far as that goes, if you're running the half marathon, you have no problem. Uh, marathon, if you're a, you know, the race started a little bit later than, than I would have thought would have been customary. It started at seven 30, uh, local time. Um, and check out of, of the, the hotel that I was at the Hyatt was, uh, noon. So, you know, I finished just before noon. Uh, they gave me till one o'clock, which is what I asked if I could get a late checkout. They offered it. I knew that was going to be plenty of time. Uh, so got in, showered, tried to warm up a bit, had some coffee, got finished getting packed up and was out the door uh, before before one o'clock. So super easy. But like I said, the expo's there, the pasta dinner's there, start finish line. Um, definitely, definitely worth staying at the Hyatt if you have, if, if you can, uh, if you, if you can get there before all the rooms are gone, there are other couple of hotels near nearby, you know, just a couple of blocks away, which would be, you know, almost as good. So you can check those out as well. And like I said, if you're staying Airbnb coming from a little bit farther in and whatnot, there is parking and that type of thing available. Wichita also has a bike, bike share program. Uh, and I believe there was a bike locker right in front of the hotel. So, you know, if you're going to stay at the hotel, but you want to go sightsee a little bit, uh, want to go check out part of the town or maybe run to uh, a, a grocery store or something like that, that's, a, that's you know, a mile or so away, uh, you wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily have to rent a car or get a, get a Lyft or an Uber if you didn't want to. You could just jump on a bike. I don't know what the costs were on that, but, you know, fairly cheap, I'd imagine, to get a bike uh, and go buzz, buzz down the street, get what you need, come back. Uh, no big deal. So, and for spectators, that's, that's huge too. Cause you can get, get a bike, you know, they can, they can meet you at the start finish line or drop you off there, whatever, park the car, jump on a bike, uh, buzz around town. Again, there, I don't think there was a lot of that going on this weekend, uh, with, with the weather being what it was, but on, under normal circumstances, 
better weather, um, that would be a great way to spectate the race instead of trying to drive around with, you know, streets being closed, things like that. Uh, just jump on the bike, buzz around, uh, and, and, you know, be able to drop the bike back off when you get back to the, to the finish line waiting for you to finish. So, uh, spectator friendly, uh, runner friendly overall, good race, good race. Um, very well organized. Like I said, with, with so many moving parts, so many volunteers, uh, so many things going on. Um, it was, it was really smooth sailing. Uh, can't, can't really think of anything from an organizational standpoint that I would have done or, or, you know, that I was frustrated about or that I would have wished would have been different from a runner runner experience. It was, it was good, smooth, smooth sailing. Um, again, I mean, the only thing was the weather that was really bad. Um, and then, you know, just the twists and turns on the course, I would be the only other thing that would be slightly a negative, uh, just because like I said, it's hard to run the tangents. It's hard to run it right at 13.1 or 26.2, virtually impossible. And, you know, I think if you run long enough, you know that it's almost impossible to do that anyway, but you know, adding on an extra four five, six tenths of a mile for the marathon, that's kind of, it's a bit excessive, uh, in my book, but not enough for me to call this race anything but a good experience. Uh, would I, would I go run it again on my own dime? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know that, you know, and this isn't, this isn't a dig at at the race. I don't know that it'd be my, my first choice simply because, you know, Wichita was, was cool, but it's not, you know, I would rather go run a race in the mountains or somewhere, somewhere crazy, uh, crazy different than what I run in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, the sights and sounds are obviously different than, than Lakeland, uh, being in a, in a completely different town, completely different part of the country, but it felt, it didn't feel a whole lot different because there wasn't a whole lot of climbing, not a lot of ups, not a lot of downs, city streets, things like that felt, felt fairly familiar to me. Um, but that, again, that wouldn't be enough for me to not consider it again. Wouldn't be enough to get me to not do it again. For sure. I would definitely go run this race again on my own dime. Um, and would definitely encourage you to uh, consider this race. You know, if, if you're looking for it in 20, 2019, 2020, um, I believe if memory serves that, that 2019's version of this race will be the 10th anniversary year. So I don't, I don't know anything. This is me speculating, but sometimes races do a little something special for those 10th anniversaries. Um, but also just a good, good signal that this race probably isn't going anywhere. So, um, get it on your list, get there, run it. Uh, like I said, flat, flat, mostly flat, uh, definitely fast, good race, great people, great volunteers. The, the, the town was amazing. Some lots of really good local restaurants. We, we, uh, had, I had a local tour guide. Mike was there from, from jog along strollers was, uh, lives in, lives in Wichita. He was showing me around a bit, um, and took, you know, knew some, some good places to, to eat. So we went to a couple of, uh, nice, uh, you know, casual, but, but nice restaurants that weren't chains, things like that. Of course they had the chains there as well. So, uh, everything you need to have a good race weekend was right there in Wichita. And if you want to find out more about next year's race or the spring race, maybe get into that, that back-to-back challenge. Uh, it's prairiefiremarathon.com is the website. Check it out. All that, that sign up information is there. Uh, one last thing I forgot to mention, but, uh, just, just thought of it before we wrap up here, uh, free photos, free photos as well. I uh, haven't gotten the, the photos yet. They're still being, uh, you know, processed and uploaded and things like that. But, uh, everything on the website and everything that was, that was said, uh, has said that the, the photos are free. So, uh, always nice. Always a nice little bonus to be able to get a, get a couple of free photos as opposed to having to pay, uh, for, for the photos from race day. So, uh, or, or, you know, to, to steal them and have the watermarks all over them, uh, free photos, Definitely a plus as well at the Prairie Fire Marathon. So check it out, prairiefiremarathon.com. And uh, with that, that is uh, my take on the Prairie Fire Marathon. Hope it was was interesting. And like I said, if, you, if you're in that, uh, I mean, really anywhere, because flying in and out was really easy. Um, so, so that's a, certainly an option. And, uh, you know, if, if you're within driving distance, easy to get there. If you're, if you're willing to fly, easy to get there. Definitely 
lots and lots of things in the favor of uh, running Prairie Fire Marathon at some point. So check it out, prairiefiremarathon.com, 2019, 2020, 2021. It's not going anywhere uh, and, and definitely would love to hear what you think. If you, if you ran the race this year, let me know. Uh, if, if you, if you run it in the future based in, at least in part on this recommendation, let me know. Also want to give a shout out to, uh, my, my new friends, uh, Ryan and Melissa, who, uh, I, I ponied up with at about mile five and pretty much ran step for step with, uh, until I don't know where it was about 18 and a half. I stopped for, to refill my water bottles. And by the time I caught back up to them, we were at about mile 20 and that's kind of where I kind of lock it in and, and just go. So, uh, ran, ran the better part of 13, 14 miles with them. Uh, Melissa, it was her first marathon. Ryan, it was his third, uh, obviously a PR for, for Melissa, a pretty big PR for Ryan as well. Uh, and we, we had a good time hanging out, uh, listened to a little bit of music, laughed a lot, told some stories, uh, just, just had an all around, uh, enjoyable time running with some new friends. So, uh, definitely, uh, you know, one of those things about running, a, running a race, running a marathon, if you can avoid putting the headphones in for a little bit, you might make a new friend out there, which is uh, exactly what, what happened. They, they were running together, uh, and I stumbled upon them and just started, started talking. Um, and next thing I knew it was 15 miles later and I was, I was putting the headphones in and, and, and taking off for the, the closing push. But, uh, thanks, thanks to them. Thanks to, thanks Ryan and, and uh, Melissa for humoring me. Let me hang out with you. Uh, instead of just telling me to go pound sand and run my own, my own race from uh, the very beginning. Uh, it was, it was a pleasure. So thanks for sharing some miles. Uh, and with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. Once again, uh, if you want to leave a, uh, review on iTunes, it's always appreciated not required by any stretch, but it certainly is uh, is a nice nice to know that uh, some folks are listening, some folks enjoy it, and uh, it helps maybe get it uh, get it to the attention of a few other folks as well. So, anyway, that is it for today. That's it for me from the Prairie Fire Marathon. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. Hope this one uh, you know definitely put this race on your on your list on your calendar. Uh, if, if especially if you're in that area where it's a little bit more convenient, but even if you're not, travel is not that difficult to get here. Make it happen. PrairieFireMarathon.com. And until next time, please do well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening and uh, be well out there. All right. See you.